This is Carly, Recovered Alcoholic. Welcome back to North Star Big Book. This is episode 24. We are in How It Works. This is part two of How It Works. We have just finished going over step three on page 63 at the bottom, and we are on the bottom paragraph. We found it very desirable. So imagine you've just taken your person through the first three steps. You've just done the third step prayer. I prefer to do it on my knees because it's a feeling of I'm surrendering, um, but you can do it however the person you're doing it with wants to. I have them repeat after me out of the book, and then we get up and I continue reading. The reason why I didn't finish this last week is I wanted it to flow and I didn't have enough time, so I didn't stop at the bottom. I stopped right here because you don't ever want to stop after you do step three because the book is very specific about keep going. So it says, we found it very desirable to take this spiritual step with an understanding person, such as our wife, best friend, or spiritual advisor, but it is better to meet God alone than with one who might misunderstand. I underline the next sentence. The wording was, of course, quite optional, so long as we express the idea, voicing it without reservation. And again, I wrote on the side, abandon, which is what they talk about in the paragraph before and many times about step three. And I wrote next to it, old thinking and actions. So I want to abandon my old thinking and my actions. And I wrote, like a broken car. And I always picture myself stranded where the car is not working, my phone service is dead, no one's coming by, no one's going to help me, and I need to go and seek help. I saw a sign ahead before my car broke down that said two miles gas station, and I'm going to walk and leave my car because I need help, and the car cannot get me to where I want to go. I need to abandon it. Um, And so I think about that I want to abandon the way I used to think and the way I used to act. And that was really scary and uncomfortable. And the first abandonment of my old thinking and old action that I had to do in order to do step four and five was I had to let go and leave the truth and the idea that I had that was rule number one, don't trust anyone. Because I had to trust my sponsor because she was going to hear my fifth step. So it says, this was only a beginning. I underlined only a beginning and I wrote on the side of my relationship with God. So the third step is just a beginning. So if I don't feel anything, that's fine because it doesn't promise me that I will. It says, though, if honestly and humbly made, in effect, sometimes a very great one was felt at once. And then I immediately wrote the word next really big on the side and made an arrow next to this paragraph like it's a big sign like next. And I wrote on the side right after. So as soon as I finish step three, the book tells me next which means not like come back in a week, come back in three months, come back in six months, go to third set meetings and talk about it. It says next. So I underline this part. Next, we launched like a rocket out on a course of vigorous action. Vigorous action means I'm going to be doing a lot of work. The first step of the course of action is a personal house cleaning. So that's step four. So they're telling me that the course of vigorous action is what's next. One, two, and three is a problem, solution, make a decision to do something about it. Now I'm going to be doing a course of vigorous action. And the first part of the course is the fourth step. On top of 64, it says, which many of us had never attempted. Though our decision was a vital and crucial step, I underlined decision was a vital. And I wrote above that step three. So step three is a life and death step. It says, it could have little permanent effect unless I circled the words at once. 
Alas, at once followed, I underlined, by a strenuous effort to face and be rid of, I kept underlining, the things in ourselves which have been blocking us. And I circled and underlined in red, blocking us. So I wrote on the top of the page, still blocked after step three. So I can make a big deal about my third step, and if I don't do the rest of the work, I'm still blocked off. I'm just as blocked as I was before I made the decision to do the work. Blocked is what what is standing between me and God. So I wrote on the side, resentment, fear, sex, and harm. That's the four parts of the fourth step. Resentment, fear, sex, and harm block me from God. When I get resentful, afraid, I'm obsessed with sex, or I'm ashamed about my harm, I'm blocked off from God. And that's why we do the inventory, because the real problem is our mental obsession. The only solution is a higher power. We can't feel the power because we're blocked off. And we need to do the inventory to unblock ourselves so we can feel God. The book says, our liquor was but a symptom. So my alcohol was never my problem. It looked like my problem because it got me into a lot of trouble. When I drank alcohol, I was in trouble a lot. But alcohol was a symptom of my problem. My real problem is that I have a mental obsession and I'm not okay within myself. I walk around resentful, afraid, dishonest, inconsiderate, self-seeking, selfish, and I can't breathe and I can't function on my own. And alcohol is how I tried to fix that. It was my solution. I underlined, so we had to get down to causes and conditions. So the causes and conditions are what we're going to find in step four. So just to go back over what we just underlined, <clears throat> where it says it could have little permanent effects unless at once. I So I circled at once. That's the time frame that they want me to do the four step. And then I circled to face and be rid of. That's what the goal of four through nine is to face and be rid of. In four step, I face it. In fifth step, I face it. In six and seven, I go to my higher power and I ask to help me get rid of it. And in eight and nine, I get rid of it. I wrote next to the word conditions in that you know space before the next paragraph, I wrote still blocked off from God. I want that to be really, really clear that after step three, I'm still blocked off from God. Now we we get into the four-step directions. Therefore, we started upon a personal inventory. I underlined the word inventory, and I wrote on the side, written list of items. Written list of items. I use four-step sheets um, that are from Joe and Charlie's Big Book. So if you ever, if you do not have them, you can either email me at look, the number four, the word the and the color red look for the red at yahoo.com and i'm happy to send them to you or you can just google joe and charlie fourth step sheets and they'll come up with a pdf form of it and you'll be able to print them out there's four sheets they're all the same format the questions are directly taken out of the big book they're not a creation of some person in the program that's different from what we have and they're very very clear what i love about them is that they give no space to write why we're mad at things or what caused us to be afraid. The space is like one inch, half an inch by like two inches. So it's just supposed to be a list and identify what's the problem. I'm going to go over that and I'm going to refer to that sheet. So if you do not have it, you can pause the podcast, pull it up on Google or on your phone, take a picture of it, a screenshot, or print it out and follow along. I always keep them in my email as a PDF so I can send them to new people, but um, they're easily found online. 
So it says, therefore, we started upon a personal inventory, which is a written list of items. An inventory is a written list of items. If you've ever tried going to the grocery store and you write down your list versus remembering your list, unless your list is like milk and eggs, if my list is like more than three items, I can't remember it because I get there and my like ADD takes off and I see something and I'm like, ooh, what about that? So a written list helps me get what I need. And a written inventory is going to help me identify what the problem is in each area and how I am not able to see it in my head. I underlined this was step four. And this is the beginning of not only unblocking ourselves from God, but it's also the beginning of learning how to inventory. And this is a tool that I'm going to use in 10 and 11 for the rest of my life. It says, a business which takes no regular inventory usually goes broke. Taking a commercial inventory is, I underlined, a fact-finding fact and fact-facing process. So I wrote above fact-finding, I wrote searching. And above fact-facing, I wrote objective. We're looking at the facts. We're not looking at the emotions. We start off with, for, the, for example, for the resentment, we, the first column is, who am I resentful at? So who am I angry at? Or who am I, who am I not able to let go of? So it's person, place, or thing. So the first column is going to be, People in my life, people in my past, institutions, traditions, places, um, and that's all going to go in the first column. The way that we were told to do it and the way that I tell the people I work with to do it is to do one column at the time. Do not go across because that gets emotional. Go down. So for me, I usually tell people to print out more resentment and fear sheets than sex and harms because they often need more. Um, and so my... We're just going to be talking about resentment right now. So for resentment, I would have them print out a bunch of sheets and just list the people. And they are not allowed to repeat people. You can't have your mom seven times. We're going to get your mom down there and we're going to write for the next part. We'll talk about how to write that. So I'm going to my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother, myself, I could put down there. Alcoholics Anonymous, alcoholism, um, you know, people from my high school. I had the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on my first fourth step because when I went there for the opening day, Everyone looked amazing in their costumes and uniforms. And um, Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin and, and Jim Morrison were... The basement was a psychedelic era, and they showed them in all their beautifulness and their, like, fame. And they did not show them on display, like, dead in their own vomit, overdose at 27. And I was resentful that they displayed them to... to the place where I made them my heroes and I didn't focus on what was actually true about them. Um, so the first column is everyone I'm angry at, everyone I can't stop thinking about, anyone that I don't want to think about. That's the first column. It says, it is an effort. So the reason why we're doing this is an effort to discover the truth. I underline the truth about the stock and trade. I underlined stock and trade and I wrote next to that what we have to offer. This always, I find it to be interesting, and I'm totally guilty of this. We are dying of alcoholism, doomed to an alcoholic death. We face institutions, asylums, prison, treatment, suicide, mental health, all that. We finally come to Alcoholics Anonymous, however we come here. And within three weeks, we want to know where our Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright is, and when we're going to meet them, and what, what's going to become of my social life. I don't know any other fatal terminal illness where when the person is diagnosed as having stage four brain cancer, that within three weeks of being diagnosed, they're worried about their dating life. 
but alcoholics are, and I was one of them. And the reason why I like to point this out is because when it says the truth about the stock and trade, I want to discover my truth. In this day and age, the truth that I discover about the girls I work with, about their stock and trade, when they're telling me that, you know, where is my guy, what's happening, I say, well, what do you have to offer? You know, what do you have to bring to the party? And what they know, and I point out to them, I'm like, you're great at stalking on social media. You don't trust anybody. If you get uncomfortable, you like to go be with other people. Like, what is it that you want to offer? And I'm only speaking out of my own experience. I that was what I had to offer. And so we want to really look at what what we are, like where we're coming to the party with. It says one object. So one object of the four step is to disclose. I underlined in red, damaged or unsaleable goods. I wrote on the side, costing us pain. So we want to find out what's causing us pain. I underlined to get rid of them promptly and without regret. If the owner of the business is to be successful, I underlined, is to be successful, and I wrote above that warning, he cannot fool himself about value. So the warning there is, if I want to be successful, I can't fool myself about what is really truth and what matters. Here I'd like to pause for a second. Me and one of my sponsors always talks about this grocery store that we have. And I picture it being a mom and pop shop. And it was vandalized two years ago. And it was totally destroyed. And because of insurance and everything, we had to close the doors, lock it up. And we weren't allowed to go in there um, during the whole process of the investigation and insurance and all that. We finally get the go-ahead to go back in there that we can open it up. We have the money to clean it up. And we open up the doors, and it smells like death. And we, like, have to wear masks and gloves, and it's disgusting. Nobody will come near the store, but we have to clean it up because it's our store. And so we go in there, and we remove all the stuff in the front and all the produce that's rotten and moldy and bugs, and we take everything out, and we hose everything down with bleach, and we clean everything up, and... We paint and everything looks awesome and we put all the new stock in that we ordered and we put our sign and balloons out, you know, we're we're open again and everyone comes in and they're so excited and we greet them and as soon as they get halfway through into the store, they make a face, they cover their mouth and they drop their baskets and they turn around and they get out of there. And the reason why they do that is because when we were so focused on all the big stuff in the front, we forgot to clean out the back meat, the meat area. And the meat area was disgusting, as you can imagine. And no matter how good we make the front look and how beautiful the products are out front, if I don't clean out everything and get rid of it all, it, I can't I can't sell anything. And so I remind myself of this, and I remind the people I'm working with this, is that I have to find everything that's that's rotten and that's no longer serving us and get rid of it. So the next paragraph said... We did exactly the same thing with our lives. I underline the rest of the paragraph. We took stock honestly. First, we searched out the flaws in our makeup, which caused us failure. Being convinced, and they're reminding me what I'm convinced of, and I circled that self. I underlined manifested in various ways was what had defeated us. We considered its common manifestations. They're reminding me here that self looks the same regardless of what kind of life you have. I wrote on the side spiritually ill and I wrote equals blocked from God. So the reason why we're spiritually ill is we're blocked from God. If you've ever seen a body part that can't get oxygen and blood to it, it goes, um, you know, it turns blue and it can fall, you know, it needs to be removed if it's for too long. And 
that's kind of like what happened to my soul. My soul was depleted from oxygen and blood and it just became spiritually dead. The next paragraph above it, I wrote resentment inventory. So now we're specifically talking about the resentment inventory. So if you don't have the sheet, print it out, look at it, pull it out so you know what you're talking about. I have one in the back of my book taped into my book, so I just always have it for reference. And I circled the word resentment. The word resentment, I wrote on the side, I broke it down. The first part is re, R-E, equals to redo or do again. So resent is, the first part is re, redo, or do again. The next part of the word is sent, but it comes from the word sentery, so S-E-N-T-E-R-Y, which means to feel. Sentery means to feel, so that means resent means to re-feel. And we're talking here about a deep emotional illness. Way back in there, deep which I always tell people, if you want to get better, you're, you have to be willing to dig deep and get muddy. I wrote, have to remove our thought patterns. And that's what we're looking for in the fourth step is, do you see that when you get upset at someone for doing this, that this is what it affects and this is how you do it? So we're going to look at the pattern. It says, resentment is the number one offender. It destroys more alcoholics than anything else. So when I rethink and refeel, it cuts me off from God. From the rethinking and refeeling stem all forms of spiritual dis-ease. For we have, not been, we have been not only mentally and physically ill, we have been spiritually sick. I underlined, when the spiritual malady is overcome, and above that I wrote through one through nine, so my spiritual disease will be overcome through one through nine. I underline, we straighten out mentally and physically. And above mentally and physically, I wrote removal of mental obsession. When the mental obsession is removed by doing one through nine, and I continue to keep my hallway clean in 10 and 11, then the spiritual malady will be overcome. I will no longer feel spiritually bankrupt and dead. In dealing with resentment... We set them on paper. And I circled on paper in case any of your people argue with you. I, I bracketed the rest of the paragraph and I wrote through 1 through 9. So we're going to consider that we're talking about doing all of this in 1 through 9. I underlined, we listed people, institutions, or principles with whom we were angry. So the first column on that sheet is... I'm going to just look at my mind so I can have the exact wording... I'm resentful at, and this is a person, place, or principle. So column one is where I write who I'm resentful at. Then I made a little line after the word angry, and I underlined, we asked ourselves why we're angry. And above that sentence, I wrote the cause. That's column two. What is the cause? So I'm resentful at my mom. What is the cause? I think she loved my brother more than me. So that's the cause. Then I made another line. And it says, in most cases, it was found that I underlined our self-esteem, our pocketbooks, our ambitions, our personal relations, I underlined, including sex, were hurt or threatened. So on the bottom of 64, I wrote the word self and pointed to all that stuff, to our, our, our. And then I wrote motivated to get out of the pain. Motivated to get out of the pain. So the only time I'm ever willing to do any work, still to this day, is when I'm in pain or discomfort. Or I don't like my results. On the top of 65, I wrote this. It's kind of long, so I would make sure you can fit it there because this is really important. I wrote basic instincts of life. 
So these are the three basic instincts of life that every human has. Basic instincts of life. They are social, sexual, and security. So they're the three S's. Social, sexual, and security. So I'll just explain what they are. Socially, I, I, I have the basic instinct that I want to be accepted in society. I want to be part of. I want to feel like I belong. Sexually, I want a partnership. I might want to procreate or have a family. But I want an intimacy or a connection in some way. We want to be wanted. In security, I have a desire for physical security, safety, for financial security, for emotional security. I want to feel safe and okay. Everybody has these instincts. When these are threatened, so I wrote when threatened, I wrote three manifestations of self. So when these get threatened, predominantly in alcoholics, we manifest into three forms of self. And I wrote the words resentment, fear, harm. Resentment, fear, harm. So if you threaten my social, sexual, or security, or all of those, I will either resent, act out of fear, or harm you, or all three. The reason why this is important is these are the ways that we identify the third column. They're broken into these three basic instincts, social, sexual security, and then they even have ambition, which means my future instincts. And so we're right now we're looking at resentment, but we're going to look at how they're affected in each area. And the problem that we found with alcoholics is that when these get threatened, we don't know how to behave. And so we behave either through resentment, fear, or harm, instead of through honesty, selflessness, God-seeking, consideration, love. We don't know how to do that. We behave, we either get mad at you, push you away, run away, hurt you back, retaliate, and the goal is to find our pattern. So my pattern that I found in my first time I ever did my inventory was I found that I do not use my voice to communicate, which was shocking because I was very noisy, but I do not use my voice to tell anyone what I actually want because I'm so afraid of everyone, um, of their approval or not getting what I want. So I don't tell people what I want when they don't do what I want. I still don't tell them that they didn't do what I wanted. I cut them out like they're cancer and they're dead to me. And I, I give them the silent treatment and I either leave their life or I get rid of them or I dump them or I act like they're not in my life. So I don't commun- so I found out that I was non-communicative because I was dishonest and selfish and I was un- afraid, not self-seeking and uncomfortable. I was non-communicative, resentful at everybody, and I was afraid of losing people. So I would hurt you before you hurt me. By the time we got through a few of my pages, it became like this embarrassing, boring pattern of, oh, this is what happened and then this is what I did. It was the exact same thing every time with every single person. So the reason why we identify that is it's really important to help us understand the three, the third column. The third column in on the page is affects my, and these columns, the third column and the fourth column are in the same in all four inventories. So affects my is the social inventory. We're looking at self-esteem and personal relationships. The security instinct is my material security, so money and emotional security. The sex instinct is acceptable sex relations and hidden sex relations. And we're going to get into that more. But um, whenever it comes to hidden, 
and acceptable. Acceptable is what I want you to know about. Hidden is what I don't. So if I'm in a relationship and I'm looking at something I shouldn't be looking at online and you come in the room, I close my computer or I flip over my phone. That's hidden. Or if I don't want you to know about something I'm doing or who I'm doing it with, that's hidden. And the last part of the fourth of the third column is ambitions. And they want to know, is your resentment affecting your future social security or sexual ambitions? And the way that I do this is I say put a check if it's affected or a dash if it is not. Usually I can't see how much is affected in the beginning. So back to 65. It says, so we were sore, we were burned up. Above this next paragraph I wrote affects mine. We're talking about column three that we just went over. And I wrote the word injuries. It says, on our grudge list, we set opposite each name our injury. So the grudge list is, is column one. Each Opposite each name is the injury, which is column two. And then I underline the rest of the paragraph, and that's three. Was it our self-esteem, our security, our ambitions, our personal or sex relations, which have been interfered with? And I, I wrote next to that, threatened. What's really interesting is when you start thinking about it in these terms, and you start doing inventories whether you're doing it through the fourth step or through your 10th step, we get to ask ourselves, what part of self is affected right now? So I'm resentful that I found out that my partner is flirting with someone at work. What does that affect? It's going to affect my social because I'm embarrassed. It's going to affect my sexual because now I don't trust them. And it's going to affect my security because now I feel like I'm never going to be in a relationship and trust anybody. And those three areas are threatened. And if I don't know how to act, I'm going to resent them. I'm going to be afraid about it. I'm going to make a bad decision. Usually my decision was to sleep with their best friend. And I'm going to harm them to get back at them so I can have some power in my mind. Um, It says, we were usually as definite as this example. This is what I want you to do to this example. So I made it into into four columns, actually. So I made a, a... vertical line in between I'm resentful at and the cause. I made a vertical line on my big book in between the cause and affects my. And then I made a vertical line right after affects my and I squeezed in a fourth column. And I'm going to tell you what to write. So above I'm resentful at, I wrote the number one. That's the first column. Above the cause, I wrote the number two. That's the second column. Above affects my, I wrote the number three. That's the third column. And then that little skinny half-inch space, I wrote the number four. And I wrote on the side what I did. The reason why they don't have it in this book on the visually is they didn't have enough room for it. And so it's on page 66 and 67 in the wording, which we will go over. But it's really important that we can understand what we're doing, which is why we have the sheets. So let's look at this together. I'm resentful at the first column. Who am I resentful at? So when you do your first inventory, you do not go across when you're writing. You go down. So I would have you fill it out. So cover everything else up with your hand and just do the first column. So I wrote who underneath I'm resentful at who. So these are the people that Bill W. listed. Mr. Brown, Mrs. Jones, my employer, my wife. I'm sure he had many more. Then he says to himself, oh, there's nobody else. Let's do the second column. What happened? Then we look at each person. So I'm resentful at Mr. Brown. What happened? So underneath the cause, I wrote, what happened? That's how I can find out what to say. And I wrote the word simple. There's not a lot of space because we do not want to write a lot. We want to get this over with, make it really simple, identify it, and move on. 
So he wrote his attention to my wife, told my wife and my mistress, Brown may get my job at my office. Mrs. Jones, she's a nut, she snubbed me, she committed her husband for drinking, he's my friend, she's a gossip. My employer, unreasonable, unjust, overbearing, threatens to fire me, blah, blah, blah. So in between Mr. Brown and Mrs. Jones, I made a big line to separate each one as a co- as a horizontal column. I did that for Mrs. Jones, my employer, and my wife, so you can see each one. On the skinny side where there's the column four, I wrote the words, and I just wrote them all the way down, selfish, because these are the ones that are on the fourth column, selfish, dishonest, fearful, inconsiderate. And I wrote page 67, that's where we're going to find these, and I wrote defects. So I wrote selfish, dishonest, fearful, inconsiderate, and that's page 67. This is what I did. So just, again, I resemble Mr. Brown. This is what happened. This is what it affects. My sex relations, my fear, my self-esteem, my security, right? So if, if you look at the sheet that we have, we just put a check or a dash. And then the fourth column we're going to get to in next week. <clears throat> I, I, on the side, I wrote this. Object is to get it out of our head. The reason why we're doing the inventory on paper is because we want to get it out of our head. And I wrote the word sex because this is something I found out about my sex conduct and we'll talk way more about this when we get to that part. But I wrote not over sex. You do not have to write this in, if you were not like me, but I was someone who used my sexuality and my sex conduct and I abused it. I wrote not over sex, under secure with self. Under secure with self. So I thought like I was a slutty, yucky girl that didn't have any values and didn't have any, um, you know, decision process about anything. I just was with people and I did whatever I wanted because it was there and it gave me power and blah, 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 blah. What I found out when I did this properly with someone who knew what they were doing was I wasn't oversexed. I wasn't a slut. I was someone who was under secure with self. I did not like who I was and I used sex and my sex conduct and attention um, to make myself feel secure in a way that never, ever could. And then we're going to read the bottom paragraph and we'll stop. I underline, we went back through our lives. I underline, nothing counted but thoroughness and honesty. When we were finished, we considered it carefully. The first thing apparent on the top of 66 was that this world and its people were often quite wrong. We're going to stop right there on the top of 66. And we're going to talk next week about the rest of the four step. Thank you for joining me. I hope you have an amazing week. It's up to you.